It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Today is Friday, December 9th, 2022. And today, we're looking at the Pro Bowl and which members of the Miami Dolphins deserve their shot to make the Pro Bowl honors in 2022. You are Locked On Dolphins. Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Friday, December 9th, 2022. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And today is usually power to the pot. It's usually the mailbag episode. And we're going to do that this weekend. But today, I had one question that was submitted that as I was preparing to go through the mailbag, I thought was an incredible opportunity to actually commit some in-depth time to with this Miami Dolphins roster. And that is, which members of the 2022 Miami Dolphins significantly deserve Pro Bowl honors for their play thus far this season. Now, there's a couple different variables that go into the traditional Pro Bowl honors. Of course, it is not just level of play, but it is definitive production amongst your peers. And it is also the, there has to be a certain level of brand and and player awareness for casual fans and the casual football media and the national football media. There's been players in years past who we, as Dolphins fans, can look at and point to and say, well, they're very clearly deserving. But if you don't follow the Dolphins closely, those players don't get the kind of recognition nationally that they deserve, and therefore they don't make the Pro Bowl. So we have to ask ourselves in going through this exercise, you know, what what players check all three of those boxes? Performance, production, and recognition. And if they don't have recognition, how can we as the fans – help with the recognition. And that's what I thought was most important about getting a chance to do this show was as I look at this Dolphins team, there's a a significant number of players who I think are worthy of Pro Bowl honors. But us as the fan base, we have a weight that we can pull to help those players finish the job and get those honors. Now, of, of course, All of this is being done with the understanding that there's still a month left in the regular season. And while the Pro Bowl voting is open, if the wheels fall off, if the wheels were to fall off the bus with any of these individual players or for the Dolphins as a team, you can understand that the dynamics of their Pro Bowl candidacy will change. But all things considered, want to take a look at the Dolphins roster and tip the cap to the Dolphins players who at this point, in my opinion, should be participating in the Pro Bowl. The conversation starts with quarterback to Watunga Valoa. Uh, the production has been tremendous this year. There is a name brand recognition for Tua Tunga Valoa as the number five overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft and the player that he was at Alabama. Everybody knows who Tua is. 
And that's been for better or for worse for the first two and a half seasons. Now, what where we're at now with the performance that he has been able to post in its entirety this season is a testament to the higher levels and ceiling of who Tua Tungvaloa is. Through 10 games, he's 8-2 and two as the Dolphins starter. One of those losses, of course, was against the Bengals, in which he was knocked out in the first half. He's averaging 286 yards a game, a pass rating of 112. He's been sacked 15 times, so 4.5%. Uh, he's posted an adjusted net yards per attempt of 8.86, 21 touchdowns to 5 interceptions. For context, he leads the NFL. In touchdown percentage, 6.6% of attempts. Yards per attempt, 9. Yards per completion, 13.2. Passer rating, 112. Net yards per attempt and adjusted net yards per attempt. Tua Tungvaloa is number one in the NFL. When you hold two against some of his peers, you can point to different physical attributes that you could probably want in other players, but from a performance, production, and recognition standpoint, there is zero doubt. Tua Tagovailoa deserves to punch his first trip to the Pro Bowl. And listen, this will have financial ramifications for Tua Tagovailoa because remember the fifth year option rules are scaled for your fifth year and fully guaranteed money based on Pro Bowls. It will define what your fifth year option financial value is. Tua Tagovailoa has a financial incentive to make the Pro Bowl, so. Here's to the bounce back against the Chargers after probably his worst performance of the season against the 49ers. Um, Tua Tagovailoa to this week leads all NFL players in fan votes. So, bravo Dolphins fans. One would have to imagine if the Dolphins finish this stretch strong and Tua plays to the averages that he's posted uh, thus far in the season, we're going to be looking at a Pro Bowl quarterback in Miami. And that would be quite the feat, given the extensive list of quarterbacks that we have seen come through the Miami Dolphins uh, throughout since Dan. A.D. after Dan. Offensively, there's low-hanging fruit to be had with both of the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, they are both amongst the NFL's receiving leaders in statistics this year. I want to make sure I get this right, so I will pull up the um, receiving leaders in, in its totality. Tyreek Hill is number one in the NFL in receptions with 96. He is number one in the NFL in receiving yards with 1379. He has a 102-yard lead on Justin Jefferson. He has five touchdowns to this point in the season. Had the big touchdown against the 49ers as far as a big explosive play. And then there's Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is fifth in the NFL in receiving yards. And he is fourth in the AFC in receiving yards. He trails Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. That is it. And the next players behind him, a tight end in Travis Kelsey, NFC, 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 NFC. Your next AFC wide receiver is T. Higgins. Tyreek Hill has 100 more receiving yards and more touchdowns than T. Higgins does. And that's after the game in which Tyreek was, or which Jalen was effectively uh, a non factor against the 49ers. So those two guys, obviously, their identity and what they contribute to the Dolphins, no doubt. 
no doubt. You know, you, I mean, you think about some of the other AFC wide receivers, guys like Jamar Chase, who are, are obviously very talented and had those honors last year. Uh, Jalen Waddle averaging 17.1 yards per catch along the way, being productive despite the fact that he only has 90 targets. Of the top 10 NFL wide receivers in receiving yards this year, none has fewer targets than Jalen Waddle. And Jalen Waddle is fifth on the list and has the highest yards per catch of all of those receivers as well. So the explosive plays for Jalen Waddle uh, should be a needle mover that, that positions him very favorably to get his first honors as well. Because you're not just going to put three wide receivers on the, on the AFC Pro Bowl roster. Top 10 overall pick, performance, production. They all line up. All three of those names, I think, are slam dunks. Now, I think beyond that, for the offensive side of the ball, it does get interesting because I think there's a few players with varying degrees of merit in each of the three boxes. And they're all up front. They're all in the trenches. But before we get there, today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine that is you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere. 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. You can get all the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out the brief questionnaire and match with the therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. It could not be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. For the Dolphins elsewhere on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think, I mean, Gusecki, production's not there. Name value's there. Um, I think may, maybe from a special team standpoint, you can make a case for, for Trent Sherfield, but there are enough other core special teams players across other teams in the AFC, and quite frankly, the Dolphins themselves, uh, that I don't think he would get that nod. Uh, Alec Ingold, the fullback. If they're going to commit a fullback roster spot, and it seems as though they are, I know Alec Ingold leads the AFC for Pro Bowl voting amongst AFC pro, uh, fullbacks. Good. 
there have been uh, a number of big plays for the Dolphins that would not have happened without Alec Ingle. Now, they're not necessarily quantifiable. I know some of his opportunities in the passing game have slipped through his fingers. You know, he has had the chance to have an even bigger imprint on the Dolphins' offense than what he has had. But he's a high-utilization player. He's performing at a high level. And he's a part of one of the top offenses in the AFC. That enough is, I think, enough recognition for him individually uh, to be a player who, who gets the nod, which would give the Dolphins four skill players on the offensive side of the ball in this year's Pro Bowl. I think you could make varying degrees of, of arguments for Teron Armstead, Connor Williams, and Robert Hunt up front. Teron Armstead is the low-hanging fruit. If Teron is able to come back and play through the pec injury and be the anchor for the Dolphins' offense that he has been for a very long time, there is no doubt, based on Teron Armstead's resume, that he's going to be an automatic default. He's a big-name free agent signing. The Dolphins' offense made a huge leap. He's made the Pro Bowl in three of the last five seasons. Uh, in the two seasons in which he did not, he missed six and eight games. Teron, this season, has... Played in 10 of 12 games, so he's only missed two. And we have a chance to see him back again this weekend. Whether or not that actually happens or not remains to be seen. But it sounds like he's trying to gear up to play with a brace for his shoulder and his pec. And he wants to play. And quite frankly, the Dolphins need him to play. So if Teron Armstead ends up gutting this thing out and playing between now and the end of the season, uh, the, the skills speak for themselves. He's made three Pro Bowls in the last five years. He's second-team All-Pro back in 2018. He's helped transform the Dolphins' offense and their offensive line. It's a Pro Bowl player. Uh, so, so for my money, at least, that would, that would give you five offensively. I worry about oversaturation. I look across the league. Um, I think Connor Williams has a case to be made but I don't think he's a slam dunk no it's a first year playing the position there's Corey Lindsley with the Chargers um, who has been an excellent staple for them you have Creed Humphrey with the Chiefs who's been an excellent staple for them the last two years and that's just in the AFC West um, you do have Ryan Kelly who's had a down year this Colts team in its entirety has had a down year um, but I don't think Connor's going to get out in front of those other two guys. And as a result, his name deserves recognition for being in consideration, but I don't think he's a first, like a, a first ballot pro bowl guy this year, just based off the numbers game. And then there's Robert Hunt and Robert Hunt, um, is really playing at a high level. I'm just concerned about the name recognition not being there for Robert Hunt. From a performance and a production standpoint, and, and those kind of blur together more for offensive linemen than for any other position, Robert Hunt deserves Pro Bowl honors. Uh, he has taken another significant leap this year. He's been a staple. Uh, he moves people in the run game. He's very balanced in pass protection. He's a very balanced player. 
But if you asked big picture media to name offensive linemen in the AFC, they're, they're going to mention guys like Quentin Nelson, right? They're, they're going to mention guys like Joe Thune with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just low. Kevin Zeitler with the, the Baltimore Ravens leads all guards in the AFC with fan voting right now. Robert Hunt should get Pro Bowl honors based on the first 12 weeks or 12 games played. Obviously, you have to finish the season. He should. Whether or not he will is a different story and remains to be seen. But I want to make sure Robert Hunt gets his flowers on this show for the performance that he has had in year three because he has very much taken the kind of step that you were hoping you would get from an early second-round player, a top 50 pick. Uh, He's there. You know, he is playing at a very high level. That would give the Dolphins potentially six offensively. I don't think they'll get that. Uh, that. That would be a very large number. Now, if the Dolphins win the next two, and they're going into the game in Christmas, and they're 10 and four, and they're in the driver's seat in the AFC East, well, maybe you get, maybe you do get there. Maybe you do get six. Half of your offensive personnel is, is Pro Bowl players, but I would be very surprised because you do have high-powered offenses like Buffalo and Kansas City also residing in the AFC. Uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure amongst um, amongst guards in the AFC side of things, I think there's enough hurdles for Robert Hunt to clear, and I want to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. Betonio with, with Cleveland has been a long-term staple as a uh, Pro Bowl-type player. Thune, Zeitler, Quentin Nelson. And Quentin Nelson has not played to his usual standard this year. I mean, make no mistake about that. Wyatt Teller uh, with the Browns. He'll be... Robert Hunt's your closest one. I think if if Teron Armstead stays healthy, he'll, he will get in. And that would give the Dolphins five on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively is where things get interesting because your your historical household name players are not necessarily the players that are performing to their highest of capabilities thus far this season. But before we get there, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten extra money on any entry. There's no competing against other people; it's just you versus the projections available in house. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. With safe and fast withdrawals, it is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So if you put in 100, they're going to give you another 100 to play with. If you put in 50, they're going to give you another 50. Don't forget, promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 with the Prize Picks app or at prizepicks.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Defensively, I think we have to acknowledge some of the Dolphins' statistical leaders defensively because it, it it's not the team has not played to the standard of the last two seasons defensively, and it's understandable as to why. You're missing 60% of what your originally scheduled starting secondary was. At the end of the day, nobody cares, right? So, it's, But I, I do think defensively, if you play on a unit that is averaging 24 points per game, which would be 26th in the NFL as things currently stand, uh, you are going to have to have significant statistical production to move the needle and get people to take note. Melvin Ingram is the team's leading sack leader with six. Uh, Jalen Phillips is right behind him at five. Bradley Chubb, in the four games that he has played with the Dolphins, has logged two and a half sacks. Uh, and in its entirety this season, Bradley Chubb has totaled eight sacks. So that might be one to watch. That may be the guy. Uh, from a coverage standpoint, there's not too many players that are consistently getting their hands on the football. Players that have defended five or more passes for the Dolphins this season through 12 games. Xavier Howard has a total of nine, one interception and eight passes defensed. Javon Holland has seven, two interceptions and five passes defense. Cater Kohu has five passes broken up, no interceptions. And Justin Bethel has one interception, which came against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and four passes defensed. That's it. That's it. That is the extent in which Dolphins defensive backs are consistently getting their hands on the football. As a matter of fact, your next two highest players in passes defense are a defensive lineman in Zach Sealer with four and a linebacker with Jerome Baker in three. The ball production in the secondary has been a sore spot, which I think we all knew, right? Yeah, I think you all identify that and you can, you can see that when, when they play. Uh, the Dolphins on the season, three, four, five, six, seven interceptions in 12 games. Javon Holland, two, leads the team. Xavier Howard, Justin Bethel, Noe Benogany, Andrew Van Ginkle, Ron McKinley. Now, here's the silver lining, and maybe this trend continues and we can turn this thing around here uh, down the final stretch. The Dolphins have posted five interceptions in their last three games and at least one turnover in each of their last three games. For across their first nine games, they only logged one or more turnovers in three of the nine. Now you got three in a row. You got Chargers, Bills, Packers, Patriots, Jets to play. We'll see how many you can tag on here at the end. Uh, I, I think Bradley Chubb, if he finishes strong and, and keeps the pace that he's on, he'll probably be somewhere around 12 sacks this season. I'm not going to say that that's good enough to lock him in. But I do think it is the best opportunity that the Dolphins have, minus Xavier Howard getting hot. Uh, I am sympathetic to X playing through some injuries thus far this season. Um, he's had a couple taken off the board by bad breaks. Uh, he missed the one on on third down against the Bills down by the red zone that would have put him on the 20 and, and likely avoided the heart attack-inducing final possession in week three. Uh, he had one taken off the board with defensive holding that was most definitively not defensive holding. So he's been close a couple of times. Um, but he finally got one against San Francisco last week to get himself on the board. 
And I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we do see more, not just for Xavier Howard's Pro Bowl candidacy, but also for the fact that he's chasing down and Xavier's made the Pro Bowl three of the last four seasons. Uh, the only one he missed was 2019 when he only played in five games. Xavier Howard is chasing history as far as the Dolphins go. He's up to 28 career interceptions. He's in the upper echelon. I'd love to see him gain a little bit more ground so that next year might be a year in which you see him challenge the, the franchise leaders. But that won't come unless there's more uh, production down the stretch here. Uh, but I don't think, unfortunately, at this point, Xavier Howard, now he might get in off name brand alone. If he tags two more on between now and the end of the year, we might just auto default to, well, Xavier Howard's a Pro Bowl corner. Let's give it to him. Right? I don't think they will, but I've seen players make the Pro Bowl for less in, in worse seasons, much worse seasons than what Xavier Howard is supposed to, where he's been fine. He just hasn't been X for most of the year. Uh, Javon Holland, I, I think his value won't be recognized because of the a statistical production. And I'm un, I'm sympathetic for, for Javon Holland as well, where his production extends well beyond the ball production that he's been able to post because he plays such a critical role on the back end and cleaning up all the messes and making sure that, that the dolphins are when they give up explosive plays, they're not touchdowns. Right. And you see that week in and week out with Javon Holland. If I had a vote, Javon Holland will get one. I don't have a vote. I mean, I could fan vote just like you guys do. The only other name that really, really pops to me. Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins has steadily developed and progressed and become a stalwart defensive lineman. His sack production this year is down versus last year. He had four and a half last year in 17 games. He has one and a half through 12 games. But he's already bested last year's total of tackles for loss. He has 12 in 12 games versus 10 in 17 games last year. He's an excellent football player. He is on pace once again uh, to be amongst the team leaders in actual tackles, which for interior defensive linemen uh, is unheard of. He has 66. He has nine tackles out of first place on the team. It's Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins had 89 tackles last year. If I had to rank the guys defensively in order of probability, I would probably say Bradley Chubb on his current pace is number one. Christian Wilkins should be number two. Javon Holland, three, and Xavier Howard, four. I think maybe you get one. So you're talking five-plus Dolphins Pro Bowl players uh, in general. It is probably what you are looking at, barring um, unforeseen circumstances to close the year. But us as fans, we can at least influence that and raise the profile of these players with the fan votes on social media and I hope we do. It's been great to see uh, Dolphins players well represented in the fan voting to this point in time. And um, keep the foot on the gas. And the same message obviously goes to the Dolphins themselves. They'll play the Chargers on Sunday Night Football this week. We're going to bounce back. It's a big game. It's a really big game for a couple different reasons. Obviously, the uh, your aspirations in the AFC East divisional race when, with Buffalo next week in primetime. Uh, the playoff picture itself. 
And then you also have this, this dynamic, which we really haven't talked about because we have been very much wrapped up in the magnitude of the race that we have been on. The Dolphins with one win would log their ninth of the season, which would give them and guarantee them three consecutive winning seasons. The last time the Dolphins had three consecutive winning seasons was 2001 to 2003, in which they went 11 and 5, 9 and 7, and 10 and 6. They missed the playoffs at 10 and 6 in 2003. They missed the playoffs at 9 and 7 in 2002. We got those two unfortunate bad breaks with 10 and 6 and out and 9 and 8 and out the last two years. This one would punch your ticket to the postseason based on the wiggle room the Dolphins have afforded themselves at this point in time. And then, of course, you you get into they, they had a stretch from 97 to 2003 in which they, they were a winning team and they made the playoffs five consecutive years in that stretch of time. Could this be the start of another stretch like that with hopefully more postseason success? Let's find out. But step one comes on Sunday night against the Chargers by getting it up. Kyle Krabs, keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great one. I will talk with you all again tomorrow for the full power to the pod. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here. Locked On Dolphins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.